We should start the episode by going, Oi! Oi! We are professionals. <laughs> this, is, this is a professional podcast. Yes. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hello there. <laughs> Which actually, Did you this get is going to be a as bit... well? Um, Do you yeah. 4K? Yes. So I've got Doomcam. <laughs> it's just a camera. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quiet Onset podcast powered by Cinnamon. I'm Ewan and I'm joined by Lachlan. Hello, Ewan. And today we're taking a look at, at the third season of The Boys Who Return. And if you want to get your fix of your 10v, then go on and scroll down and look, look, subscribe and like real quick. I'm sure it will land in your inbox if you do that. And it just helps us grow the show and you get more content. Homelander, as always, is unhinged and a looming threat. Uh, and craving milk. And craving milk still, as always, as you as should, always. you know. He should probably switch to, uh, to non-dairy milk. I think Sorry. that would definitely... Help soy. him. Yeah, he mm. should be he should be a little soy boy. I think that would be great. So in addition to uh, the already uh, set cast, we get uh, Jace Jason, uh, Jenna Ackles. Jason what was his name? Jason Ackles as Soldier Jensen Boy. Jensen Jensen. Uh, Jensen. It's Jensen Ackles. Jensen, Jensen Ackles from right the now. expert off screen. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> he's he's uh, from the old team back from the Vietnam War era, and uh, he might be a possibility to stop Homelander. So the boys, boys, boys uh, set out to, um, I guess, team up with him to uh, defeat Homelander. So that's kind of the overview, the plot for season three. Another explosive, bloody, raunchy season of TV over on Prime Video. And uh, Lachlan, uh, without further ado, I think we uh, are going to jump straight into our spoiler review for The Boys Season 3. We're going to jump in exactly how the season starts. It's just going to jump straight into it. And when we straight oh, into where it, do you, mean, well, well, where, where exactly do you want to jump in? Uh, well, if we're going to cover it, we have to cover all parts of The Boys. And I guess for this one, we have to start at the start, which is the inside of a man's dingaling. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's how you're going to describe that that's how i'm going to describe that <laughs> well how would you describe the whole show this season is it just an explosion that uh, is caused by tickling the inside of uh, your dingling <laughs> i would say this season is really fun i feel like there is yeah. a midpoint where it drags a little bit too much and mm -hmm. there's just not enough going on that keeps me engaged. I just kind of kept watching because yep. I was waiting for that next big shock factor, which I guess halfway through we get Herogasm as the episode, and that's a massive, holy shit, that's a crazy episode. Yeah. I guess you get a massive shock at the start, which kind of drags you on, and then you get these mm -hmm. little moments here and there. I guess the boys is known for its shock value, but at yeah. the core of this season, it, it, it really says quite a bit. It's making a lot of social commentary, yeah. especially on the... Uh, I guess the current political sta uh, status of the United States of America, small country, might have heard of it. Yeah. Again, I, they're making a massive comment on things mm -hmm. that are going on over there. So, and I guess they also taken the piss out of a lot of things. I guess my favorite one was the, uh, I guess the parody of the Pepsi ad that uh, A Train did. <laughs> I, I was crying yeah. at that. That was very funny. But there is also a number of storylines that I, I'm not vibing with this season either mm -hmm. and i guess one of those for me is partially deep storyline uh i'm not really yeah. vibing with him bit of a punching bag ashley as well she's right. not my favorite stan mm -hmm. edgar much 
I'm not going to say much better actor, but a much more menacing character, which has kind of just been sidelined, unfortunately. Yeah. That's that's just a quick overview of what I've thought so far. What are, what are your opinions on, on season three? Bringing up, I guess, the least MVP characters of these, this season, uh, I would probably agree with the deep. I think that uh, Ashley's character, for example, is kind of brought a bit more in the forefront as she's this super like suck up to to homelander and i guess she's the more interesting of the two suck ups between the deep and her because the deep is kind of preoccupied with sucking up some um octopus so you know you can't really fault him for that he he is really a busy man but other than that i think there's a lot of like really good storylines i definitely uh, agree with like the the middle of the season uh slowing down a bit i think mainly because it tries to i guess uh, set up the the character dynamics within the groups of the boys and them kind of being pinned up against each other but we kind of still know either someone is gonna die and they come back again together or by the end of the season they are forced to work together again if they do it in a way where i uh, like it's justified that they have these these arguments with each other they kind of pull them apart before they come back again, then it's fine. But I think it's, it's just a bit more of, of the same when it comes to that dynamic. I didn't really feel that we have to focus so much on the dynamics within that group because at the end of the day, they really do align on um, their end goal. Although I think this season, apart from like the social commentary is also like tackling the issue of like, how far do we really want to push it? How far do we really want to go once you get the power? You know, that, that power up of uh, this season, mm. the boys also get powers it is, is, is an interesting um, concept, but it's definitely like it, it feels a bit like written for that show that like suddenly Butcher can go up against Homelander. But in a sense, it, it does, does kind of make sense because I think Butcher in, in himself is, is a really strong character. So it makes sense that like someone like Huey gets a bit more of a passive power and Butcher a bigger one but it's still crazy that he's like as powerful as as homeland i can kind of go oh not as powerful but like on a similar level what do you do think about the whole plot of like uh the temp v coming um into play this season well yeah it's it's to level the playing field and i guess it's a great yeah. way of introducing it because obviously we know that these soups are extremely powerful and, and essentially a bulletproof mm -hmm. some of them and yeah. they're going up against just some random guys. Uh, I thought that the... I was really hoping that Butcher's powers weren't going to be OP. Turns out he's basically mm -hmm. a mini Homelander, which is interesting yeah. because it's based off their personalities, which makes no sense because you can't guess what a personality is going to be by the time they're a baby like Homelander is. So yeah. Homelander's personality, I know that he's a bit of a dick, but he's also quite insecure about certain things. So he should have the vanishing and reappearing things so it's kind of unfortunate that huey's power is so I, I guess it's mainly used for comedic uh value more than actual use case of laser beams and bulletproof and super strong like yeah. uh butcher's powers are but hey they've got to have some kind of comedy in this show because this show isn't super super serious it is really taking the piss out of a lot of things so i guess i can't mm -hmm. complain about that but i guess it was one thing that I guess the teleporting and becoming naked thing became kind of old in terms of humor for me. Overall, like, what did you think of, of Huey as a character, you know? Huey this season didn't seem as engaging as he has in previous seasons. I, f I don't know what it was, yeah. but I feel like he became a second character 
in comparison. I feel like Butcher took the the main lead this season where it's a bit unfortunate because yeah. obviously it opens up with Huey. I guess it's kind of like uh, we recently talked about Eleven in uh, Stranger mm. Things, how she's kind of taken a second class economy seat and uh, someone else has stepped to the first class seat in a, in a plane, uh, right. which is the season. Yeah. So Butcher's kind of stepped up to the plate. Huey's kind of taken the back burner which is unfortunate because Huey's a fun character and him and Starlight's relationship is, is I guess, super interesting. And But, you know, they've got to develop Butcher's story, which they, they definitely try to yeah. do quite a bit in, uh, I, I guess, especially the last half of the season of The mm -hmm. Boys, season three. Huey is definitely just a catalyst for the whole story and kind of the kicking off point, you know, him and A-Train with uh, his girlfriend that he accidentally exploded. But I think what's coming more and more into shape with the boys is that it's essentially really the standoff between Butcher and Homelander and even more oh, yeah. Homelander. I think if, if, if the show has a main character, I think Homelander is becoming more and more that like center point of the show. An amazing performance from uh, Anthony Starr. He is uh, great in this because mm. he, he sells this really deeply flawed and insecure uh, person who has this power and, and is wanting so many different things and uh i was impressed that uh it doesn't come off as super messy uh by like so many different motivations that uh homelander is pulling from like the way that he wants to be perceived publicly and uh he wants the validation from people like that's a really complex character that interacts mm. with everyone kind of slightly differently as he like needs that power check and i think the dynamic that they set up in this season of like him slowly becoming someone who you could beat who like could be afraid and him realizing slowly how much power and how freely he can actually act because he is that powerful essentially only craving you know uh validation from from other people and that can also just be an echo chamber that he kind of you know feeds into that's enough to fuel him that is terrifying i guess the place where like this becomes the more politically focused through line for for the story of like how someone in power can just kind of feed into a smaller really loud group of people and validate what the terrible things that they are doing and kind of justify them um but yeah what did you think about uh about anthony Starr and, and homelander this season it was an awesome performance especially the uh the part where he talks to himself in the mirror that was definitely the moment yeah. where i was like yeah homelander's character has definitely taken a a center stage uh, over a lot of the other characters. And I agree, it's it's gone from a Huey versus Soups with the boys story to this overarching Butcher versus Homelander saga, mm -hmm. which I guess has become the core story because we wanted to know what Butcher's backstory was, why he was getting engaged. And now we know he's got a kid to add more yeah. depth. Uh, his wife was raped by Homelander and they had a baby. And that baby is mm. this flawed part of Butcher's life because he hates soups, but he loves this kid, you know, he, he actually does really care for this kid. Yeah. So it's a very interesting part of that story. And uh, again, it's just become this, who is going to be the father of Ryan, Homelander or Butcher? They're both technically terrible people. So it should be neither of them, but we have to fight for one of them. On, on that topic, now that we know like the 10th V is, uh, you know, only keeping you alive temporary as well. And it's terminal and Butcher is most likely going to die. Uh, because of that, probably either next or in an upcoming season, 
Um, he, he probably couldn't be the father. I could kind of see the show bookend this with uh, both Butcher and Homelander dead. And the caring parents are, isn't just going to be the boys and Huey and Starlight. Uh, which I guess she's now not Starlight anymore. I think she kind of took off She's that. just Annie. She is just Annie now. What did you think about that uh, final fight scene where like everything kind of culminates in the Vought Tower? It was a bit underwhelming, I think, the fight scene overall. I felt I felt like there were mm -hmm. definitely better action moments throughout the season that were probably better right. than what I found that fight scene. I guess there was more emotional baggage with the final battle than anything else, really, which is, I guess, yeah. fine. Uh, I thought that it could have gone with a bit more of a build-up. It definitely feels a bit, oh, shit, right. we're at the final battle and that's it. There's a lot of post stuff that yeah. happens and it kind of feels like it gets over quite quickly. So yeah, the, the, the final battle, I guess you would bring it down to, Hey, it's over and done with before you know it. And mm. we're moving on. There's really not much. It, it feels like it's just another, another beat and there's another final battle waiting to happen. Like I know a lot yeah. evolves, but yeah. At the end of the season, you need a big battle. And there's not one. It kind of just feels like, meh. You think so? I mean, it's just kind of basically de-escalating the situation. And it feels weird when it's kind of building towards that. But then all of our protagonists, less antagonistic characters, are then trying to prevent something from happening. Which, yep. you know, they have that oh shit moment of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. or. But at the end of the day, like, they, they don't want to go for Homelander and then Soldier Boy just becomes the bad of the season. And I assume he dies, I, I guess. Well, we, I mean, we don't really know. We don't really get a resolution. I hope he's not dead because I find him actually quite exciting as a character, which obviously this season we have the introduction of Soldier Boy, who is basically yeah. the original Homelander and the father of and Homelander. And his father. Yeah, enough. what did you think about that storyline? Uh, that they was... Kind of, you know, reveal and then they kind of rushed it a bit i'd say yeah again it feels like there's just it's like it's i felt like there was just had to be one more episode i feel like there should have been an episode where Agreed, homeland yeah. is dealing with this reveal that he's got a father figure or an actual father i should say and then it moves on to this mm -hmm. fight because it kind of just feels like all right fuck you dad fuck you son you're a terrible disgrace i think you're a pussy Kill him. It does that thing where uh, quickly before we see kind of the trauma being passed on from Soldier Boy's father onto him. And then he essentially says the same toxic thing to Homelander. And that just, I guess, leaves it open for, or I guess you, you put that generational trauma of shittiness onto the next person. But, and, and it's the boy, so it can be that raunchy and direct. It doesn't need to like end in a happy ending. But still, it felt a bit empty. Uh, there would have been another, like, another two, three beats needed from um, Soldier Boy to arrive there that he doesn't give a shit about Homelander. And it was more played in that scene as a reveal in like, oh, they're going to fight each other. Uh, and, you know, it's going to go a bit different. And it's actually going to go down here. And people are still, like, you know, leaving. So we got to stop them from fighting. So there's not going to be a bunch of casualties. And mm. I think that's like taking away from the final moment between or like that, that standoff moment between Soldier Boy and Homelander, which I guess should have been a bit more focused between just those two. But like, it, it's the ending moment. So we need everyone there, you know? And yeah, I'm not, a, not the biggest fan of that as well. Obviously they've definitely knew they're having another season after 
three, but it felt like it just tries to be a very positive ending overall. Uh, I mean, as yeah. an example, I felt like Maeve was Maeve's death would have been a good ending, but she's yeah. she's not. She's still around. She's still kicking. Uh, because I yeah. found that her story. I definitely wasn't, it felt like it was being wrapped up. It felt like she was being kidnapped. Mm. They were harvesting her eggs and then they're going to like kill her. as like a very dark ending that Homeland is just like, I'm going to kill you. And that would have been terrifying, but she's still yeah. got a very, I guess, happy-ish ending. She has no powers and she's with the person she loves. I guess Noir is dead, which is unfortunate because yeah. I really like him. <laughs> I really like Noir. He's probably one of my <laughs> yes. low-key favorite characters because he has a pretty dark backstory, which we obviously learn. And the mm. entire previous two seasons, he has been that kind of Batman-esque but darker character, and that's quite fun. So it's a bit unfortunate to see him die, but yeah. he definitely came into a bit more of a, a character this season instead of just a comedy character, uh, which he definitely yeah. was previously. Yeah, they also gave him, I think, an episode on the the boys diabolical. Uh, I can't remember what exactly happened in an episode. I haven't seen that yet. But actually, that's where like it. those cartoons were introduced. Uh, I mm. think that's where because they kind of popped up out of nowhere. It's like, huh? Okay, this is something new. Yeah. But uh, I I just remember flicking through that show, so don't exactly remember what the story was there. But, um, but yeah, more but yeah, on noir there. Yeah. So noir Maeve is a like two storylines that I thought that were going to be wrapped up in one is i mean we don't really know i mean i guess he is dead but uh he's not as dead as what other people have been like there's definitely parts <laughs> not as dead as other ones they're dead yeah. uh where this one it's like his guts are out but he survived his brain being destroyed so surely he could pull through right yeah what do you think about uh like the storyline between um frenchie and kamiko it gets a bit rough in the end i thought it was yeah, excellent yeah. in the first half of the season and then as soon as uh mm. frenchie is kidnapped it just hits the shit. Like, all of a sudden, he's kidnapped. It's a musical. There's really no... Oh, fuck that musical moment, man. I was like, this is too much for me. It's too much. Uh, and I like yeah. when things do musicals. I like it when they do, like, a weird creative thing. But at this point in time, I was like, it's an odd choice, but I'll respect it because it just feels like it didn't fit this. Like, the cartoons with Noir, creative choice, and I felt like it worked, if I'm totally honest. You say it mm. came out of nowhere, but I felt like it worked for that character. But the yeah, yeah, creative worked, choice yeah. to have a musical moment in this season, for me, it was a miss. What about the Imagine moment? <laughs> Again, I love the Pepsi. I love the Pepsi moment and the Imagine moment. Yeah. Excellent. They're both very, very good. The the Imagine thing is super low budget as well. Like, they probably just were like, hey, yeah. can you record this? Because this is going to be a great thing to have in here. I think the only critique I would have for that is that, like, it's so literal one-to-one -to, -one to our reality. And the Pepsi thing was fun enough. So, I could, uh, like, I don't know. I didn't, didn't really mind. But for Imagine, it's like the boys is kind of making it really easy for themselves. But it's maybe just oh, yeah. because the real world is so incredibly ridiculous at the moment. But so you could poke fun at it. But I, I felt like, ah, well, it's 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 easy to do social commentary at the moment, which I mean, is not to the fault of the boys. I just thought that uh, that the imagine thing, like the one to one thing was was a bit literal. But I, I it also got a couple of chuckles out of me. And like overall, I guess to maybe maybe um, cap this this review, um, I would say. It's one of the most interesting superhero properties that is going at the moment. For me, definitely rivaling or overtaking the Warner Brothers or whatever they are doing right now. All and the you mess don't absolutely that they have hate anything on. that the MCU does, so it's your number one, isn't it? 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and the MCU has had good films like Shang-Chi, or what Lachlan calls Shanghai. <laughs> no, there's um <laughs> Uh, there's a couple good ones still that that are that are coming out from there but i think the three seasons of the boys have been really solid uh invincible also amazing i can't wait mm. for the second season of that animated show if they're just gonna expand more in the boys amazon prime might have a a great uh, superhero property on their hands if they keep the quality control up um as as much as they have uh up to up to now uh, Ewan, what was your favorite moment? Uh, <laughs> I think the, the whole hero gasm thing was, was so crazy. Uh, not while they were having all of that uh, orgasmic fun. More when in the aftermath, A-Train just goes crazy on that guy and just oh. drags him. Basically scrapes his whole body off. That was so brutal, but also justified. We haven't really touched on A-Train, but I think he has a great arc in season four. Well, it's kind of set up in this season now, but he has some really interesting plot lines that he goes down and becoming more of a redeemable character himself. Still being an um, A-Train asshole, but uh, with the potential to, I guess, grow a bit as a character. So I, I found that scene, I guess, the highlight of, of this season. Uh, what about you, Lachlan? Yeah, I guess for me, like my favorite moment was that Pepsi pepsi ad right, because yeah. it, it kind of because i'm pretty sure imagination happens earlier on and then the pepsi one Imagine. is the second kind of one that they do and i thought oh they're doing like a, a, a like a like because it kind of seems the way they've done it is it kind of seems like it's set in reality and a train is mm. actually changing and then it ends up just being the pepsi ad and it's just the whole thing is the ad i found that yeah. quite uh, entertaining and I and I found that quite funny it's probably the, the moment that made me laugh the most but I think mm -hmm. that for me my favorite part of the season was probably uh Kimiko losing her powers like that part oh. was probably my favorite because she's like the powers didn't make me the monster I'm the monster and then she becomes this psychopath mm. and puts headphones in and and plays songs while she rips people's throats out and that was quite fun for me so I think for me out of every storyline this season, her storyline was probably my low-key favorite. That wasn't a big focus because obviously the big focus this season is the yeah. Homelander v. Butcher. But for me, yeah. that was the Kimiko. And again, I just want to point out that the, I guess the the storytelling has definitely become like the boys has like you don't expect it. But the boys can definitely as a whole, like each season has just been able to tell this really cool story without a without a drop of quality. As you said, the quality control of this thing is insane. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a drop it in quality. Is. I think it's like, I wouldn't say there's a season that's better than the other. I would literally say that The yeah, Boys agreed. season one, two, and three is just a consistently entertaining piece of TV. And yeah. there's not like, a, I wouldn't even, yeah, I, I would say that as I said in, again, I'm only going to, I'm going to say it because we recently spoke about it. It's back-to-back -back recording, by the way, of Stranger Things. Episode season one yeah. is good. Season two is meh. Season three is a return to form. And season four is the best one where season one, two, and three yeah. of the boys is just good. Well, even great, I would say. So yeah, yeah. I would agree there. Uh, something that we haven't touched on, but it kind of ties into um, the whole narrative being really neatly carried over to the next thing. And although we have like a year gap, uh, it doesn't feel like, okay, we're trying to catch up. Like they didn't do anything right there and we got to get back into action. 
but they they do such good quality control with all of their characters and um i think like something that maybe an an mcu thing cannot do because it's also diff uh, like difficult to manage because it's under the same umbrella but not in the whole like narrative made by the same people uh is like how you write these characters and they are consistent in the way that they behave and they because they focus on a more gritty outlook, which is more realistic, you get to write these characters also better uh, than just like a performative superhero thing. And when they do the performative thing, then it's like us looking at them, doing the performance, judging them for it. So like there's a lot of depth that you can have because these, these people are layered, which we don't really get in a lot of other superhero property. I think that's also what makes the boys so... Uh, immensely entertaining and and uh, and yeah, interesting to see. And um, what they set up for next season, um, I think they're definitely uh, stretching the Homelander plot a bit thinner. Uh, the way that they set up like Newman as VP, potentially then maybe going for president later on, having her like in charge of being uh, a bad guy, and then that could kind of tame uh, Homelander for a bit if like she. Uh, I don't know, her political values don't really align with that. He's She's always been kind of contradiction to to that, kind of battling that. But if she leans more into uh, the side of like what Homelander would approve, then maybe you could have like this big takedown of the entire government that is now corrupted as like the final few seasons of the book. Or maybe they take it in like a totally different direction as well. Uh, but but yeah, it's it looks super promising. Um, even if they just focus on on more as Newman, uh, when it goes from Soldier Boy to a VP Newman as the new antagonist of the season. But I'm super keen for uh, the next season of The Boys. And uh, where would you arrive at as a rating for uh, this season, Lachlan? I want to give it like a solid. No, no, no. What would you come to at a? Because uh, I feel <laughs> okay. like you're copying me every time I say my. Yeah, we had yeah. this discussion previously. Uh, what do you rate the boys? Could I hide it here? Uh, how about on the count well, of three, I, we I, both I, say our number? No, no. How about on the count of three, we, we both say the number? Yeah, okay. One. Oh, two, we Wait, are three. we doing it on three? Oh, Can you do three, it from three to one? one? Come on, thank you. Yeah, yeah, three to one. way easier. Why would you do that? We always count three, two, one. So and this time you just I'm, have to go I'm, three, I was thinking one, about two, the number. So I was okay, counting cool, up cool, to the cool, number. Cool, cool, cool. Because you could have done it at five or six. Three, two, one, eight. Eight. You copied me. Eight. I didn't copy you. From the other side of the world. I'm leaning towards like an 8.5 to disagree with you there. So we're not totally the same. It's a solid show through and through. Um... It doesn't mean that like everything's perfect about it, but I think the consistency is uh, what makes this like a solid like eight out of ten show uh, from beginning to end. That's bringing us to the end. I guess the question we should pose on is, who would you have at your hero gasm? Let us know in the comments below. And bringing us to the end of our boys season three review, please consider subscribing to us. Uh, each Monday we release our main show, The Quiet On Set Podcast. Next week we are talking yeah. about The Grey Man, the Russo Brothers' latest action flick hitting literally any of your screens since it's releasing on Netflix. So you can watch that on your Dobie-powered Atmos soundbar and Vision TV, or that could literally be your iPod. I think that's just uh, you. Touch. That's just me. Uh, or it could be that's your iPod you Touch. Who knows? Part. Who cares? Because you can watch cinema on any screen now. iPod Shuffle all the way to 
your car's infotainment system. I don't system. think you make the iPod shuffle anymore, man. What is this, like, blasphemous wrong information that you put out here? I don't I think the shuffle? iPod sh shuffle, yeah. Does that even have a screen? Actually, the joke I was going to do was I was trying to get, I was trying to download uh, Dune and add it to iTunes so I could watch it on the iPod shuffle and then take a photo and upload it to Reddit. That was my joke that I wanted to do, but I could never uh, get it working. If you want to stick around, we've got a number of other videos releasing. You can catch our thoughts on Stranger Things Season 4. And we've also got a new video releasing that is our top four, coincidentally number four again, uh, favorite films on our letterbox accounts so that's just you and i breaking down a couple of our favorite movies currently because they change like there's no tomorrow uh you will discover spoilers one of his favorites is blade runner 2049 i'm sorry <laughs> and spoiler ewan's I'm an sorry. art house nut uh so that is pretty much <laughs> that is spoiler uh, everyone knows that already. everyone knows that at this point you're literally wearing a letterbox hat <laughs> so nerd oh. Yeah, the only other one I got here is literally from guns. So from guns. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, that brings us to the end. Thank yeah. you for joining us once again. Yeah, goodbye.